Welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School with Michael Benner. Well, good evening from Los Angeles and welcome to this week's Fearless Activism webinar. This is your host, Michael Benner. And this is number 11, I think, in the series, if uh, memory serves me correct. I'm going to do a few more of these live webinars on Sunday night at 7 p.m. I want to remind you now that this program is podcast. It usually takes a couple of days for me to get the podcast up, but I want you to know that because in a few weeks when we stop doing the live webinar, we're going to continue to do a pre-recorded podcast on the same types of subjects, on activism and really this idea of fearless activism. This comes from the book I'm writing, Fearless Intelligence, and it's an understanding that being socially and politically active, that taking action is absolutely necessary for good mental and emotional health. And so this whole idea of responding in a non-political but emotionally intelligent way to the chaos and madness around us really dovetails perfectly with personal development or self-help or personal growth or however you want to term the whole idea. Uh, And we've been doing this as a podcast since 2007. I've got close to 400 podcasts in the iTunes store. So let's say you listen to podcasts on your iPhone. Well, you have a podcast app that reflects whatever you have subscribed to in the iTunes store, whether it's only on your iPhone or on your computer. doesn't matter if it's synced up. The podcast app on the iPhone will play it. And if you're an Android phone user and you want to listen to the podcasts, you can use Google Play or really any one of a large number of podcast directories on the Internet. Just get the appropriate app for your Android, whatever app you happen to be using now and just search it for The Ageless Wisdom. So a couple of more weeks, we'll continue to do this webinar live on Sunday nights, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern, and that will continue to be podcast. But a few weeks from now, we're going to do the podcast only. So I want to make sure you're hooked up to the stream. I want to talk about the Russians tonight. You know, one of the obvious aspects of the new Trump administration, President 45, is the overstimulation and the deliberate chaos. This is obviously a reflection of the chaos in Trump's brain, the incompetence in the people around him, but also, I think I can say with some confidence, a conscious and deliberate effort to exhaust people, to burn you out, to stress you so that you just can't handle anymore, you don't want to hear it. And that's why the first three weeks of the Trump administration has been 
just so crazy. It's one of the reasons, again, Trump is mentally unstable, and the people around him are, well, they've proven themselves to be incompetent. Just look at his cabinet picks. It's embarrassing. It's really stunningly embarrassing. But I really feel that there is a conscious and deliberate attempt, in addition to the incompetence and Trump's own instability and insecurity, to stress us out, to burn us out. And so I want to address that tonight, what we can do about that. I want to talk a little bit about anxiety and stress, about fear and what it is and how to manage it. We've touched on that a little bit in each of the past 10 weeks or so, but I want to focus in on it directly. And yet first, standing above the Muslim band, standing above (laughs) all of the craziness in the Trump administration, the 18 executive orders to date, and the three or four just absurd events that are coming out of the White House shopping network in the last uh, in the last few weeks standing clearly above the pack and sticking out like a sore thumb is the fact that there's been a coup that our government is strongly influenced by the Kremlin that we are in greater danger than if tens of thousands of russian troops had marched on shore and invaded the eastern or western coast of the United States of America. Imagine the uproar. Or if Russian troops invaded Canada or Mexico, our neighbors. Imagine the concern. And yet, for a number of reasons, most of them dancing around denial and just the fear of facing the reality of what's happened. We're not seeing uh, an appropriate level of concern when the invasion is computer-based. The cyber invasion of America was successful. And I'm not just talking about releasing the emails from the DNC or John Podesta's emails or the fact that Donald Trump actually publicly asked Russia to hack the Democratic National Committee. Imagine inviting spies of a dictatorship. I mean, let's be clear. I don't know how much you understand about Putin, but he's been in office for something like, I think, 12 or 13, maybe 14 years now. He's invaded nations like the Ukraine in Eastern Europe, he shot down a civilian airliner, he carpet bombs children in Syria, he is threatening NATO in a variety of ways, and somehow he's got the goods on Donald Trump. Now, we don't know exactly what it is. Is it this salacious sex tape? Not sure. Nobody really knows. That's part of what's so stressful about it. But the part we do know about, and this is breaking news this week, is that Trump's top national security aide, Lieutenant Colonel Flynn, was on the phone the day that President Obama 
announced sanctions against Russia for its cyber invasion, its hacking of America, its attempt to influence our elections. And at the very same moment those sanctions were announced, Flynn was on the telephone to the Russian ambassador, wishing him a Merry Christmas, passing on his condolences about the downing, the accidental crash of a Russian airliner and military transport, and, according to reports, saying, don't worry about these sanctions. As soon as Donald Trump is in office, we're going to pull them back. And there's some evidence of that in that Putin did not respond to the sanctions, which is totally out of character for Putin and Russia. They don't act that way. You put sanctions on them, they act like Trump. They fire back. They counterattack. They come back with some sort of attempt to punish America for punishing me, for punishing you, for punishing me. All right? That kind of tit for tat. Quid pro quo. And Putin didn't do that. In fact, he invited all the children of American diplomats in Moscow to come to his house or some sort of Kremlin New Year's Eve party. So out of character, so bizarre. So the Washington Post broke a story this week. They have nine sources, speaking on background, unnamed sources, but they have corroborated nine different sources in the American intelligence establishment saying, yeah, we were listening in. We listened in on all the Russian diplomats that speak to Americans or who are engaged in relations, official relations with the United States. Of course, we monitor. Of course, we listen in. And we heard the phone call. And we're willing to tell you, the Washington Post, that yes, we can confirm that there was conversation about reversing the sanctions. Well, that's treason, folks. That's treason. Undermining the United States of America. Most of the Republicans in Washington are aware of this. And you would think if they had just a modicum of patriotism, they would put country ahead of party and power and speak up, demand an investigation, appoint an independent counselor, not some wishy-washy congressional committee headed by Lindsey Graham, but an independent counselor with subpoena power to, first of all, get Trump's tax records or some evidence that he's being audited, although that's irrelevant. Being audited doesn't mean you can't release your tax records, but we don't even have proof that he's even being audited. An independent investigator appointed by Congress could subpoena those tax documents And we could find out how much money Donald Trump owes to Russia. And here we have a Muslim ban against five nations that oddly are not the top five nations when it comes to terrorism in the United States. Those include Egypt and Saudi Arabia, where the 9-11 hijackers came from. They're not on the list. And many other Muslim nations are not on the list because Donald Trump is doing business with them, which CNN won't tell you and MSNBC 
does not seem like they're willing to remind us that these just happen to be nations where there are Trump Towers. No Trump Towers in the five nations that he named in this so-called temporary ban. So this is serious stuff. And against the backdrop of the mental instability and the emotional insecurity, the pathological lies, and again, I, you know, I think Trump's lying is less about conscious and deliberate lying and fake news and alternative facts than delusions. I think he's out of touch with reality. I think he has not had his feet on the ground for a very long time. All of that birther stuff. Have you ever considered that he was not playing a game that he really did believe that President Obama was a secret Muslim from Kenya? You got a lot of uninformed Fox viewers to believe that. Remember, I've sent detectives, Trump said years ago, I've sent detectives to Hawaii and they can't believe what they're finding. Well, what are they finding? And the stuff about three to five million illegal voters and just a few days ago that busloads of illegal voters came in from Massachusetts to other states. Maybe he really believes this stuff, which is more frightening than the fact that He's telling these lies that have absolutely no evidence whatsoever to back him up. And what's frightening about it is if you consider the fact that Trump is not only mentally unstable and emotionally insecure, but quite likely out of his mind, living in a false reality, having very little contact with the real world, just not, just like he saw thousands of Muslims dancing in the streets on 9-11. He just makes this stuff up, we assume. Well, maybe it's being made up for him by a brain that's a little bit twisted. Do you know a psychologist? Do you know somebody who's a MFCT, a therapist, a counselor, a social worker, familiar with personality disorders, with narcissism, with delusions of grandeur, with paranoid delusions, somebody that you can go to, or are you willing to do just a little bit of Google work and Google narcissism, cluster B personality disorders, delusions, paranoia? It's terrifying to consider, and I think that's why it's not being discussed. But little by little, this is the story that is emerging that will stand above the rest, that will capture America's attention, that will lead, if not in impeachment, to being committed to a mental institution someplace. I'm less concerned with seeing Donald Trump in handcuffs than seeing him get the help that he needs. You know, some some serious treatment of some sort. It's quite likely that what he has is untreatable. I mean, I, I happen to know for a fact that narcissism, these cluster B personality disorders, you can check the DSM-5, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, version 5. Look up personality disorder, cluster B, narcissism. 
you see it's uncurable there's there's nothing you can do about it and these people never go to psychologists psychiatrists therapists social workers because they're deluded into thinking they're kings and dictators they're megalomaniacs they're obsessed with power ocd is another and add uh, further uh, symptoms anxiety disorders that are associated with this malady. So if you don't know a professional psychologist or therapist that you can check in with and say, hey, what what's the deal with Trump? Because this guy on Sunday night does this webinar says he's out of his mind, he's off his rocker. I never said that about George W., though there were times I wondered how sane he was. I never said that about his dad. I never said it about Ronald Reagan. We knew he had Alzheimer's. He was fading quickly during those last couple of years of of his second term. I, I never said Nixon was crazy. They were evil. They were malevolent. They were corrupt. But Donald Trump, you see, is not even a politician. Donald Trump is not a conservative. Donald Trump is not a Republican. Don't forget that the majority of the Republican Party, senators, congressmen, governors, legislators, city council people, and dog catchers, opposed Donald Trump, never Trump. Those were Republicans. And how he got elected is pretty clear. It was a number of factors uh, perfect storm of frustration and anger that came together where people were just clear they were not going to have more Clintons. They were not going to do it. And so they held their nose and voted for Trump, figured he'd shake things up. He's shaking things up all right. The last three weeks have been remarkably stressful. I feel it, and I've taught stress management all my life since I was in my mid-twenties. It's over 40 years I've taught stress management. I know quite a bit about it, and yet I'm experiencing the insidious, largely unconscious effects of stress and anxiety. I, I have not appreciated until recently how stressed I really am and how much muscular tension I'm carrying in my body, which translates to emotional and mental tension as well. You see, the word dis-ease, disease, suggests that the big problem with stress is it suppresses your immune system and leads to all kinds of illness, including major catastrophic illness. And that's true, but beside that physical effect that stress has on you as disease, it also makes us less aware. It makes us less mentally intelligent, and it makes us less emotionally aware. We shut down, and we spiral downward, and I want to talk a little bit about that. The vicious cycle, the spiral downward. But first I wanted to get this late-breaking <laughs> stories about what we know about Flynn talking to the Russian ambassador on the very day Obama imposed the sanctions. This is a serious situation. Donald Trump is what 
the KGB calls a useful idiot. He's a stooge. He's a Russian stooge. And he's surrounded by people that are paid by the Kremlin. Flynn has taken money, $50,000. Google it. Check it out. Please don't just believe me. Check it out. By the state-owned oil company of Russia to do some work for them. This is a guy that used to head the American Military Defense Intelligence Agency. A rogue lieutenant colonel that was fired under the Obama administration for incompetence. Another guy who's emotionally unstable. He was behind these posts on Facebook and Twitter about Pizzagate and how Hillary Clinton and John Podesta were running a child sex ring out of the basement of a pizza parlor in Washington in a building that didn't even have a basement. I mean, if some Hollywood screenplay writer came up with this stuff, he would never get a pitch meeting because people would say, well, that's just too crazy. That's just too insane. That's just not believable. It's far too unlikely. And then he, Trump has two or three other key aides, top aides and financiers with close ties to Putin and the Russian oligarchs around him. You're going to learn more about this in coming days and weeks. So keep your eye peeled. Keep your ear to the ground, so to speak. And if it's the only news you're interested in, pay attention to this. You know, I've said before, and it bears repeating here tonight, that while it's important for you and I as activists, citizens working for social and political justice and peace, it's imperative that we're well-informed. We're going to have to read the news, watch the news, listen to the news, and expose ourselves to diverse and antagonistic sources of news. Is not enough to just watch MSNBC all the time and get your lefty news or watch only Fox, obviously, and be lied to all day long or read only the New York Times or only Mother Jones or Rolling Stone or The Nation. We've got to expose ourselves to the antagonistic nature of diverse publications from all across the spectrum. That will force you to think for yourself, to read between the lines and draw some of your own conclusions. You'll be much better informed if you read sources of information that do not agree than look for sources of information that simply reinforce your biases. But having said that, Let me hasten to add, don't overdo it. Be careful with overexposing yourself to too much news. And when it comes to being an activist in the same way, going to demonstrations, to the airport, there's probably going to be a new Muslim ban in a few weeks, maybe even this coming week. Instead of going to the airport and your local congressional office and the town hall meetings and whatever else you're doing, 
Focus your work. Target yourself. Choose one or two issues that you really care strongly about. Uh, The Dakota Pipeline has been approved again. Trump has a financial investment in that, so you knew that was going to happen. Part of the White House shopping network is the Trump Hotel and all of his investments that I mean, being president is just a marketing opportunity to these people. Did you know that his wife, the first lady so-called, not Ivanka, but Melania, has sued a British newspaper for jeopardizing her opportunity to earn income as part of what her attorneys have called a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity as first lady to market beauty products which is totally illegal, not to mention unethical, immoral, and wrong. Hello, I'm Donald Trump's third wife. I'm living in a tower in the sky, all golden. I've got a lot of money. And I'm going to use this opportunity to make even more money. A -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to start a line of First Lady products. Meanwhile... Ivanka Trump, who Bill Maher calls the president's daughter wife, has had her products thrown out of Nordstrom's and several other stores. As of two days ago, even TJ Maxx and Marshalls refuses to carry her stuff. And not for political reasons, as the president tweeted during a security briefing, but because the crap is not selling. It's junk. So, I mean, again, like I said at the top of the program, there's just so much to deal with. We're so overstimulated. There is so much chaos. And it serves the Trump administration, this chaos, because it burns us out. There's too much for us to deal with. So what we have to do, I'm suggesting, as part of our response to that, is focus our attention. Be well-informed, yes, But don't overdo it. Back off. All right? Resist the temptation to immerse yourself fully and completely in rat-a-tat-tat 24 hours of news. It'll grind you down and eat you alive. Spit out the bones. You'll be no good to anybody. Everybody will suffer. Back off. Be well-informed. Just remember that moderation in all things, that old axiom. Greek, wasn't it? Socrates or Plato, moderation in all things. And then choose a couple of issues to focus on. I think the Russian hacking and the Russian invasion of America, the fact that Donald Trump is, by all appearances, a Russian stooge. That might be one of the two or three issues that you choose, pretty important one. Not because I'm so anti-Russian. You know, it's not about being anti-Russian or buying into an old Cold War mentality. It's about the fact that Putin's a, an evil man. He, he's killed over 30 journalists. I'm a journalist. I don't want somebody shooting journalists as a way of controlling the news. And you've seen Trump attacking the news, undermining the news, and in Orwellian fashion. Well, with Trump on his side, there may 
you know, start poisoning journalists, shooting them in the back of the head, disappearing them. And also, I don't think the CIA and the American intelligence community are good guys and that we should believe everything that they say. we got to be hip enough, smart enough, self-aware enough to avoid being pulled into one side of a traditional binary tug-of-war. Capitalism, communism. Putin's not a communist. He's a fascist. These guys are capitalists. Right? It's odd <laughs> to think of Russia as a capitalist dictatorship, but it is. Hitler was a capitalist. And their goals were pretty much the same, like Mussolini and these other right-wingers that Bannon so admires, Le Pen in France, and all of the European nations have these strong fascist movements. And it's not like... Oh, you're calling them names? You're calling them fascists? No, they're head of fascist parties. They proudly declare themselves fascist. There's a big fascist party in Russia. There's a fascist party in Spain. There's a fascist party in Greece. And they're getting more and more popular, largely on anti-immigrant platforms. Even Britain pulling out of the European Union, that was a vote mostly from rural British people who were concerned about immigration in the United Kingdom. That's what this is about. And it's not going to get better. I don't know if you realize how much of the immigrant flow from Africa and the Middle East into Europe is related to global warming. It's not just civil war. A big part of it is... They're running out of water. That's a very, and that's going to continue. It's an odd thing to talk about while people are being evacuated in California along the Feather River. It looks like the dam above Oroville is breaking apart. So climate change presents a national security threat. Much of the conflict in Israel and the Gaza Strip, Palestinians and Jews, is over water and water rights. And this this doesn't get reported much, but climate change is making it worse all the time. So, again, I don't want to overwhelm you. I don't want you to be overwhelmed. I want you to be well-informed. I want you to be smart. But find a balance in terms of your exposure to the news. And then I'd suggest you do what you want, but I suggest you limit yourself to one or two or three important issues and focus your attention on that. Now, while I'm thinking about it, I want to remind you that if you're in Southern California and are able to join us next Monday, February 20th, I'd really like to meet you and see you in Santa Monica at the public gathering, the monthly meeting of the Activist Support Circle. Now, the Activist Support Circle, talk about being ahead of the curve. This is a group put together 12 years ago by Jerry Rubin of the Santa Monica Alliance for Survival. 12 years ago, I was their first keynote speaker 12 years ago. In fact, Monday, President's Day, a week from tomorrow, February 20th, is the 12th anniversary, and I'm honored to be the keynote speaker again. 
And if you're anywhere in Southern California and can make it to Santa Monica, come on by. There is no charge for this event. It's being held in the meeting room at the Unurban Cafe on Pico Boulevard in Santa Monica. It's the 3300 block. Pretty sure it's on the corner. 3301 Pico Boulevard near Sentinella in Santa Monica. The Unurban Cafe. And you can get food there. They'd love it. They'd appreciate it if you bring an appetite and have a sandwich and a cup of coffee or a, or some sort of fruit juice or tea or whatever. They have little noshes and snacks. and You have that option, but come for the meeting. That's free. And we're going to talk about how to organize and how to see political and social activism as an effective expression that not only benefits your local community, your nation, and your world, right? Think globally, but act locally, but also benefits you in terms of your personal growth and your sense of empowerment, your self-awareness, and your leadership. And it's all about facing fear. Fearless Activism, that's the title of my address. The subtitle, it's a moral and spiritual imperative. Fearless Activism, being socially and politically active, I'm going to talk about it as a moral and spiritual imperative, something you must do. If you're at all conscious and wish to become more conscious, you have to get involved. Here's the problem. Too many people, it seems to me, see themselves as spiritual people, but the context of that is limited to a personal search for a relationship with the universe that has meaning and purpose. It becomes a very solitary activity for most people especially those who describe themselves as spiritual but not religious, because you don't have the fellowship of a church or a temple, a synagogue or a mosque. And lacking that fellowship, those of us who see ourselves as mystics, shamans, lacking that fellowship, we're tempted to think of our spiritual growth and our transpersonal development as a solitary activity. But in times like these that are so evil, so dark, and so dangerous for us to do nothing is a conflict of our spiritual values. So it's absolutely imperative if you're a conscious person, if you give a damn, about anything, if you care about people, if you care about animals, if you care about the planet's environment and the life support system and the way all of that is connected, people, animals, plants in the mineral kingdom, and you recognize that's all part of one thing and your spiritual and and mystical philosophy says, yeah, that's it, we're really fragments or reflections of a single source of energy or spirit. We're all related. 
were all different pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. And without everybody doing well, the jigsaw puzzle goes to hell. We need every piece. The universe wants you to be here. The universe needs you to be here. The universe made you, or if you wish, God made you, or the absolute made you or the unmoved mover, or prime mover, or the causeless cause, or the creator, or whatever word you want to use, made you unique. We have fingerprint evidence and DNA proof that each one of us is unique. My God, there are not even two snowflakes alike. Get the message? You're needed, you're necessary, you're essential to the whole, or you would not be here. Now, what are you going to do about that? Are you going to work to save the whole? Or just care about yourself? And some might say, well, I care about my family, my kids, my parents, I love my neighbors. Well, your neighbors are everybody on the planet. Well, about the animals and the plants, if... You know, and the bees and the insects, and where are we going to be without honeybees? You see, all of that's part of the one life, and it's all essential, it's all integral to the whole. So, if you're not socially and politically active, then you're working against yourself by ignoring the great need to get involved as part of the planetary transformation that is at hand and bring joy and celebration into your social and political activities. Come out and meet new people and celebrate that it's a new day. It's a wonderful thing that's happening in this world. It may be ironic and even unfortunate that it takes this much danger and this much darkness and malevolence to bring it about, but it is coming about. And a lot of it is women finding their own power and the rediscovery of the divine feminine, the power of femininity. I put a lot of this on the women, the moms, the daughters, the sisters, the aunts. It's time for women to get more involved than ever before and for men to begin to defer to strong women and encourage all women to be strong and stand up and find their power Because the men have had 10,000 years of running the show, and for all the good that they've done, we've suffered horribly to the point that we're on the verge of extinction at the same time. We may not make it in any event. But I'm optimistic, and I'm hopeful, and even in these dark and dangerous times, more optimistic and more hopeful than ever before, but you've got to get involved. Finally, in the last few minutes, let me, as promised, talk a little about this vicious cycle of fear and ignorance. I think we need to define stress and anxiety. You see, whatever term we use for the chaos and the madness, the instability and the insanity that we're experiencing, if you say you're just mildly apprehensive, a little bit nervous or scared to death, If you call it anxiety, stress, or get honest with yourself and say, well, it's fear. It's not about danger so much as what we do not understand. That's what fear is. It's the brain saying, 
I don't understand. I need more information. And you say, well, what about the times that I'm afraid of an obvious danger? Well, in that case, what you're afraid of is what you don't understand about the danger. But think of all the times that you're stressed or anxious or frightened for no reason. And people say, hey, dude, what are you worried about? And you go, I don't know. I mean, consider that's the point. That's what fears and stress is. It's I don't know. It's how it feels to be confused or uninformed or unaware or ignorant. And the irony, the grand irony of all of this is that confusion, that unawareness, that sense of not knowing is scary. So it creates a vicious cycle. Now there's more fear more tension, and we get more stupid and confused, which creates more fear and more confusion and more fear and more confusion, and we just get pulled down into it. That's what stress is. It's a vicious cycle that, like the toilet flushes, pulls you down into despair and makes you sick and foolish and heartbroken. And the inverse of that downward spiral is an upward spiral. The spiralic stairway to heaven, Jacob's ladder. And that is the cyclic process of understanding, promoting love and peace, which creates greater understanding and more harmony and more beauty and more wisdom, more love and peace and greater understanding and more love and greater understanding. So fear and ignorance pulls you down. Love and understanding lifts you up. Now, how do we go from the downward spiral to the upward spiral? Relaxation, stress management, meditation, exercise, getting enough sleep, eating whole food, dancing, singing, making love, laughing, expressing your emotions, art, walking in nature. The most important is meditation, a mindfulness practice to enhance your self-awareness. That's number one, relaxation. Number two, responsibility. Responsibility is your ability to choose a response, to stand up, to be a conscious, proactive responder, not a reflexive reactor. And to transmute your fear, to uplift and redeem your anger and occasional flashes of hatred, because there are people out there that scare you, the racists, the bigots, the xenophobes, the misogynists, they're scary. But you can't hate a hater out of existence. You cannot defeat anger with your anger at somebody who's angry at you. You can't eliminate darkness with darkness. Only light does that, Dr. King said. And so you cannot eliminate hate with hate. Only love can do that because love is how understanding feels. Don't you see? So relaxation and responsibility, some ownership. That's the antidote. I hope this makes sense to you. I hope you remind yourself, if you're listening to us live tonight, that you can get the podcast and hear the replay. Actually, in about 30 minutes, 
we go into automatic replay on the same URL. But I'll also podcast it in a couple of days. And again, I'm only going to do a couple of more of these webinars. So figure out how to get the podcast. You can just search for The Ageless Wisdom Mystery School or my name, Michael Benner, in the iTunes Store, Google Play, or any one of a dozen other podcast directories. They're all over the Internet. And we're in most of most of them. You should have no problem at all getting the podcast on your laptop or your smartphone, however you listen to podcasts and music. Well, that's about all the time I have. Email me at mb, my initial mb at theagelesswisdom.com. If you have any questions or any comments or you want to follow up on this in any way, check facebook.com slash activist support circle. You got to capitalize those three words. Facebook.com slash activist support circle for more information on the event on Monday, February 20, President's Day, the 12th anniversary of the Activist Support Circle. I'll be the keynote speaker. Hope you can make it to Santa Monica a week from Monday, the 20th of February, 2017. All right? Thanks a million for being here. Thanks for caring enough to listen to a program like this. Please share this program with your friends. And as always, be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. From Los Angeles, this is Michael Benner. So long. Good night.